How can INTJ women find fulfillment from relationships instead of being career focused? But before I can answer, please consider subscribing to the channel so I can stop uh, suffering over how the show 12 Monkeys utterly fails at displaying time travel, because you can watch it on Hulu, and hit the alert bell so you can get notified when I go live. That being said, what's up, Eco Hackers? I'm C.S. Joseph. This is the CSJ Podcast, and I'm here to answer all of your questions relating to Jungian analytical psychology and the four sides of the mind. And the source of today's question is uh, Nive K, this month's winner uh, for the uh, free public wizard giveaway. If you want to find out more, go to csjoseph.life forward slash giveaway and enter to win. We have giveaways going out every single month. And I believe we even have one more giving giveaway going out this particular month before the year is over, which is a one-hour uh, coaching session one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, with me, which is pretty awesome. And if you're already a member, guess what? Uh, you get entered into the drawing every single month. So, awesome. So let's discuss that. How can INTJ women find fulfillment from relationships instead of being career-focused? So... What let's let's actually talk about like more of the problem. Uh, why why is this question actually being asked? So there's a lot of reasons for that. I think it's because uh, recently I talked about how I had an INTJ uh, coaching client woman approach me who was late 30s. Uh, she was not able to conceive. She had asked me for assistance basically in trying to you know deal with her husband who was at risk of leaving her in a uh, you know, because she was not able to produce him a child. And she got married uh, to him about 29, which is typically when women in Western society do get married, is 29. And uh, he wanted to have a child with her about a year and a half, two years-ish after they, uh, they tied the knot. Well, she didn't want to. She really wanted to get to the point where it's like, okay, I need to focus on my career. I'll have a baby later because, you know, and I use her ma freedom, right? And I use her plus pragmatic ma freedom as an INTJ would. The thing is, though, is that she has a lot of anxiety nowadays because uh, her husband really wanted to have a child and he kind of feels cheated as a result of her making that decision many years prior as they are both in their late 30s now. And she's no longer able to conceive. And this is a serious issue. And I guess that would make sense, especially since INJ women uh, really have a hard time conceiving, especially in their late 30s, because of their SI demon. SI demon means they don't get very much sleep, which means their health goes down, uh, which means that they're not really able to conceive uh, in their late 30s. Maybe, whereas maybe some other women would be able to. But statistically, I would venture to conject or conjecture that INJ women just just really struggle in that area. And there's even studies that show like around, uh, I think it's like 30, 31 years of age, women lose their ability to conceive by like 20% year after year. It just goes down and just drops super quick uh, in their 30s. And when, when you're an INTJ woman in this very feminist society, this is how feminism actually screws over INTJ women or any uh, masculine NTJ woman uh, for that matter. ENTJ women have a similar issue. 
but uh, they're raised up to be in this Disney culture, this, uh, and where effectively these girls are brainwashed by the culture, brainwashed by the feminine primary social order to put their career first. I'd like to say that I'm not against women having a career. I am not against women voting. I'm not against women owning private property. I am not against any of these things. Uh, so like, basically I'm not against feminism. I am against feminism when it's toxic. And this is how it's toxic to women because women are conditioned to basically blow their fertile years uh, on their 20s, basically on their career. And then uh, in their 30s have children which if you're having children in your 30s, you're more likely to not conceive at all, more likely to have birth defects, more likely to have problems or miscarriages, etc., and increases the health risk uh, to the mother. And that is pretty sad. Feminism, I maintain the father of feminism. Feminism within its current form is Edward Bernays, also an ENTP. Uh, if you want to learn more about Edward Bernays, I highly recommend you watch Century of the Self. It's a fantastic documentary, quite long, but it is available on YouTube. So you can just search Century of the Self, Edward Bernays, like part one through eight or something like that. And you can get educated uh, on how this ENTP convinced, uh, you know, women of, you know, the need for feminism, also women smoking and various other marketing genius uh, things that he did. And uh, of course, I could be misquoting my history here, so if I am, please leave a comment below and tell me how much of a moron I am so I could correct myself with not knowing history properly. It's not my strongest subject, as you all are aware, but I'm also not afraid of being corrected either. I would be happy to be corrected, so by all means, correct me. But I believe it was Edward Bernays that uh, basically kick-started or actually started the women's suffrage movement. Of which, again, folks, I don't have a problem with. It's funny, actually, watching someone post in the uh, Facebook public group for the CSJ community earlier today. They're like, okay, yeah, feminism, uh, you know, great, we got the right to vote, we got the right to, to own private property, and we have the same opportunities as men. Okay, so now let's just throw feminism out. But I guess, you know, to each their own. Again, I'm not against feminism. I'm just against uh, its toxic form and as much as a feminist would be against toxic masculinity. But uh, either way, there's so much conditioning and brainwashing by society at large that we have a very difficult time telling what's what. However, the bottom line is this. This is this is like literally the, uh, the way it goes. Uh, women are conditioned to spend their 20s focusing on education and career instead of having babies, where those babies would be far more healthy. And this especially negatively impacts masculine women, so STP women and NTJ women. And it affects NTJ women the absolute most because they're very pragmatic, they're very achievement-minded, very, um, very career-minded, probably the most career-minded women of all the types, which, again, I don't mind. I, I really, really don't mind that. Uh, but the thing is, though, is that then all of a sudden, you know, INTJs are put at risk where, you know, an INTJ woman is like, okay, yeah, uh, 
I don't want to have a baby. I want to focus on my career right now. And then she does. And then all of a sudden she can't have a baby because SI demon. And then her SE inferior is afraid that her man is going to abandon her because he didn't actually get to have a child. And then all of a sudden he's in his late 30s and he can attract 20 to 26 year olds. So he's like, wow, why should I spend all this time investing into this INTJ woman when I should be spending uh, time, my time and effort on these 20 to 26 year olds that I never was able to attract when I was their age and now I can all of a sudden so I'm going to do that and this is actually one of the big reasons why men get divorced in their late 30s specifically for that reason the number one reason why men divorce women uh, uh, though uh, then there's studies on this even though women are responsible for initiating 70% of divorce but the number one reason why men initiate divorce is because when you know women put their children above their men but in this particular case the risk that we're talking about the risk factor they're talking about within this video is the fact that um, you know NTJ women are at risk of pushing out motherhood especially INTJs more INTJs more so uh, you know and there's there's been other INTJ women that I have coached who are just entering into what we call epiphany phase. Epiphany phase is about 26 years of age when a woman realizes, starts to realize that her looks can't compete with younger women anymore. And they still, and and I've coached many INTJ women who are 25, 26, 27, 28, and even 29, and they haven't even considered having a baby yet. And they're like, oh crap, I'm in epiphany phase. I should probably like get a man or whatnot. I should probably, I mean, yeah, definitely motherhood is an achievement on my list. Now, again, that's not to say that all NTJs have motherhood as a list. I'm not saying that, you know, a woman won't be happy if they don't have a child. Like, it's funny, there was actually a post about that on the Facebook public group earlier today. No, that's not what I'm saying. And there are some NTJ women out there who are perfectly happy not being a mother. There are, uh, or, you know, and they're also perfectly happy not having a relationship. But... When, when, when trying to understand, uh, trying to answer a question as complex as this, this is an extremely complex question, you have to actually look at the first two archetypes of the mature feminine, which is queen and mother. And the other two is matron and lover. But we don't really have to talk about those right now. So let's focus on queen and mother. And in order, and it's so interesting seeing INTJ women focused on masculine things and focused on career. But then again, you know, it's hard for them, those women to even get relationships because ENTP men like myself are completely turned off by that. I don't mind my INTJ woman having a career. I, I just don't. What I do mind is her putting that career above me in as much as she biologically would put her children above me, even though biologically she should. But then again, biologically, I should be allowed to have multiple women anyway. And an SE inferior in an INTJ woman expects to have a monopoly over my attention. Uh, so we'd be married and in a monogamous relationship. So if I am going to be married to her in a monogamous relationship, then guess what? Both of us have to deny our biology. She has to put me above the children and I agree to exclusivity, right? So we both have to deny our biology. This is classic monogamy. This is how this works. And again, I'm not against monogamy. I'm not against poly relationships either. I'm just not. Uh, so although poly relationships support biology more so, whereas monogamy is more of a social contract or social construct.
uh, that's not based on biology, contrary to popular belief. Just look at bonobos and chimpanzees. Uh, monogamy is not as biological as people figure. And it's so funny when women complain about, you know, men don't get uh, ostracized about having uh, multiple sex partners, whereas women do. The reason for that is evolution. You could probably just, like, look that up. So, yeah, and I understand what I'm saying here is just not, like, remotely popular, but I don't care. Like, you don't have to be a member of the audience if you don't like it. I'm just going to tell you the truth regardless of the consequences because that's who I am. You can either accept it and live life with the benefits of knowing that truth, or you can deny that truth and be ignorant and then leave the community. Either way, it, it helps me because that means there's just one less ignorant person in my community, which I prefer. So, anyway. So let's talk about let's talk about queen and let's talk about mother. Okay, so queen and mother. Queen is effectively when a woman is positioning herself for greatness, and queen is basically a woman who could take care of herself. She humbled herself enough to uh, help make sure that she is healthy. She has good aesthetics. She goes to the gym. She measures her food. She keeps track of her calories every single day. She doesn't indulge. She doesn't have you know problems with revelry, which is the lover archetype. Basically, she's not living her life backwards and she's being completely responsible and she is mentally prepared to be respectful to a man. It's funny. I had someone in the audience ask me recently, okay, hey, does this mean, Chase, that you're telling all women to be respectful to men? No, no. I mean, the majority of men, at least 80% of men are men that I would not respect whatsoever and I am a father of a daughter and I said sure you need to be prepared to be respectful to a man or you know the man in your life that's fine but I'm not expecting you to be respectful to all men that's ridiculous are you kidding me I mean the majority of them are hacks and losers and man children and beta male cucks that I really don't care about so obviously I don't want my daughter to get with one of those men obviously you know so like I would advise my daughter to like yeah guess what if you want to be in a relationship with a man you need to respect him you also need to make sure you're not putting your children above him etc you know and I would teach her how to be queen you know because what queens do is that they go out of the way to position themselves for greatness for when the king comes along and chooses them although that's kind of interesting to say for an INTJ woman because an INTJ woman likes to be in the position of chooser which is perfectly fine because the men that they are uh, most are supposed to be with which are crusader types which are SFJ NTP men those men are actually technically more feminine However, uh, their feminine or beta traits are very, you know, pronounced at a younger age, but as they get older, they develop their alpha traits. Uh, so I would, I would say to like, you know, an INTJ woman who's looking for fulfillment in relationships instead of being career focused, look, if you're 20 to 26, you need to be dating men at a minimum of 10 years older than you, at a minimum, seriously at a minimum and the older woman gets the older man she can uh, attract just like an older a man gets the younger woman he can attract right and and that there's that there's that reverse uh, ratio uh, throughout life as we know it so I tell women hey if you want to have fulfillment in relationships you know you need to be with a man that you respect you need to be a man that you choose you know an INTJ woman is not going to choose someone her own age because she sees them as financially irresponsible there's like no security there uh, there's also they see them not taking care of themselves it's so funny because I see 
I see INTJ women, especially in their party years, the 20 to 26, being in relationships with loser NPs. I mean, shoot, I was a loser NP when I was 20 to 26. I was, like, absolutely worthless. None of you on in this community would have any respect for who I was whatsoever. I was literally that homeless guy with an infant trying to hack his computer to play World of Warcraft while homeless instead of, like, actually being responsible and working hard to not be homeless anymore. It's one of the worst things I've ever done. It's one of the most depraved things I've ever done as an SI inferior, as an ENTP, as an NP. And I absolutely abhor who I was. And I would have easily have kicked my own teeth in if I'd have met myself at that time. And it's just really, really sad that that was not even 10 years ago. You know, thank God I figured it out. I didn't start figuring it out till the end of my 26th year. You see what I'm saying? So about what the time when women are entering epiphany phase, I'm starting to figure, barely scratch the surface of figuring out what manhood is, which is typically, you know, the experience of most people, uh, you know, most men in Western society, you know, and my transformation into like manhood didn't really actually happen until like, you know, when I hit 30 effectively. So, you know, now I'm looking at being, you know, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm, now I'm in my 30s now, and it's like, okay, wow, you know, this is completely different, right? So, so yeah, and I had that epiphany when I was at the end of my 26th year, and my life changed on my birthday when I was 27 in a completely different way. You know, it was, it was fantastic. It's good to be a man. But the point is, you know, young INTJ women in their 20s have to suffer with the fact that the people that they are most compatible with between crusaders and philosophers uh, and the NPs of the crusaders and philosophers, at least the most sexually compatible with, are losers. Statistically, they're losers. At least 80% of them are absolute losers. And then, so already, not only have they been conditioned to focus on their career, but they see that the available men at their age group are terrible because they haven't been taught by their father to focus on men who are actually a cut above and actually older because older men have their life together. By then they'll have their business. By then they're taking care of themselves. By then they're going to the gym. By then they're measuring their food. You know, by then uh, they have, they know their life's purpose and they're moving forward with it and, and kicking ass every single day. A man in his 20s isn't doing that, but a man in his 30s absolutely is. So focus, you know, and, 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 and as a general rule, like for all women, don't date you know, make sure there's a minimum of an eight-year gap between you and your man, if you can, but it's better to have, like, 10 to 15 years. Trust me. I even know an INTJ guy who's, like, 50 years old, and he's banging 30-year-olds right now. I know an ENTP man who's, like, 60, and he's and he's banging 40-year-olds. I know an ENFJ man who is 60, he's banging a 40-year-old right now, like uh, uh, my father-in-law. But the point is, is, like, you have to understand, this is a true masculine-feminine dynamic. And so, how can an INTJ women find fulfillment from relationships instead of being career-focused? Well, they have to focus on developing queen archetype. They need to take care of themselves, which means they need to be sleeping. They need to be uh, handling their aesthetics. They need to be measuring their food, uh, trying to be, you know, do something athletic. Make sure they're reading books constantly and doing a lot of research. They have to present themselves and make them presentable. They need to be prepared to be respectful to a man, a man worthy of said respect, a man who is respectable. You know, that would be nice. For more on that phenomenon, 
please, please watch one of the most underwatched seasons on this YouTube channel, which is season four, which explains how intimate relationships actually work because men don't care about love, men care about respect. When compared to respect, they want respect, whereas women want love more than they want respect. Sure, respect is important to women, but not as important as love is. Although NTJ women would be like, oh no, I disagree. It, it's all about respect and no, it's actually not. Every time an NTJ woman says that, I just laugh at them fiendishly. And it's like, yeah, that's like not accurate. Because, And then when I'm around them for like a few days or whatever, I'll use my TI parent to nitpick every single thing that they're doing to show them their actions are actually proving incorrect. That love is actually more important to them than respect. So like they can get over themselves because that's not true. I have never, ever in my entire life observed an NTJ woman that didn't prioritize love over respect. Uh, I, I've never seen it. It, it. it doesn't a thing. As much as they claim that they do, they don't. It's just their inner NTJ masculinism there. And like I said, folks, judge a woman by her actions, not what she says. And it's no different for NTJ women, regardless of how masculine they are. It's no different for STP women either, regardless of how masculine they are. It doesn't matter that these masculine men or these masculine women. The reality of the situation is, is that their words don't match their actions. That's not a bad thing. It's not, because what it does is that it really provides that feminine challenge to men around them that keeps the men strong or keeps the men on their toes, because oftentimes women need to be able to test to the strength of the men in their lives. That's perfectly normal, and they should be allowed to have the room to do that. And, um, you know, it's just necessary. The other thing is, too, is that a woman, any woman, regardless of what type she is, can sense how strong a man actually is. She can sense, like, strength. Uh, is he strong or whatnot? And, and I was talking to an INTJ woman earlier today uh, who's just about to, you know, start epiphany phase and whatnot. And, um, you know, just talking about, you know, men, etc. And, uh, and I'm like, wow, it's just more examples of those NPs who just are like complete total losers and are not strong and told me a story about she got uh, a tire went flat on a vehicle and then all of a sudden the tire uh, and she had to be the one to change the tire and how unattractive that was and I'm like yeah it's because you you were able to see that this guy was like really weak and you couldn't trust yourself with her especially with with trust yourself with him because trust is so important to an INTJ extremely important because their ne nemesis can get really really paranoid especially since like their golden pair expects the absolute highest trust that uh you know from an intj the kind of trust where the intj realizes that they could be completely and utterly screwed by that entp man but the entp man requires that in order for a relationship to take place if that relationship doesn't place it it's not going to happen so so queen archetype is important just literally women humbling themselves and realizing that they're not all that and a bag of chips as i like to, as my mom would say and then because they realize they're not all that they go out of their way to take care of themselves uh, make sure they don't have too much body fat that they're very respectful potentially submissive in certain situations but only really submissive to like their like man i'm not telling them to be submissive to all men that's just ridiculous i mean i wouldn't even give that advice to my own daughter you know like no <laughs> no like seriously but to a respectable man that they fancy 
and it's okay that they can like you know have the freedom to choose that man and one of the reasons why INTJ women have such a hard time getting into relationships with people is because NI hero gets attached and when NI hero gets attached really hard to a man they have an extremely hard time letting go to the point where they will never be able to let go for the rest of their life they will never be able to let go it doesn't matter how many totems they burn it does like they they could go out of the way to get them out of their mind and try to forget and try to door slam but there's a permanent imprint on their SID when it's kind of like um, kind of like um, uh, Jacob Black and Twilight imprinting upon uh, Renesme because like as like a as a werewolf when he imprints he's like forever loyal etc that si demon ultimately becomes forever loyal when the ni hero ends up making that choice in partner basically and they can never shake them and intj women are actually kind of unconsciously and subconsciously well it's more unconsciously aware of that risk they're very aware of that risk, so they just don't allow themselves to want people. They don't allow themselves to, to choose people very often, and sometimes people that they actually kind of like, like and have a crush on, they'll try to avoid them because they're more afraid of getting attached, because they, they, their anti-hero can't predict that outcome that they can go for, so they often shy away from them. I had that happen to me. I had that happen to me in high school one time. And uh, what I did was is that I ended up publicly shaming an INTJ woman over it in a nice way. What I did was is that uh, I got in with all of her friends and uh, was like super cool and jovial and like being attractive to her friends or whatever, giving them a little bit of attention and not getting her any attention. And then at the last minute in front of all of her friends, I asked her out to prom, literally in front of all of her friends etc and uh and she freaked out that i put her on the spot in front of all her friends and she said yes you see what i'm saying sometimes you just got to force the issue right and me getting over my si inferior fear and fear of change etc uh, which was a really big deal and she witnessed me actually doing that which made her believe that i had strength of character and then all of a sudden okay yeah i'm, I'm okay with with being in a relationship with him even though i was afraid of getting attached because that kind of strength of character is someone i can allow myself to be attached to awesome that's how it's supposed to work uh, nothing wrong with being that uh, knight in shining armor who, uh, with eyes of chase subconscious as an, as an ENTP man, trying to fight the dragon, etc. The dragon of, you know, like her friends, etc. And then completely, you know, winning on that. And then the maiden being like, okay, yeah, you're actually pretty cool. I, I was wrong about you because you had the guts to do that. Good times. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could be a thing. So, uh... But yeah, like an INTJ woman is not going to find any fulfillment because if, if she doesn't have queen archetype figured out, and if you don't have queen archetype, you're not really going to have mother archetype either. You kind of need to have one for another because if you have queen archetype, then you have the beauty enough, enough beauty to attract a man and preferably a, a, an, a more, an awesome man, preferably an alpha male, for example, you know, don't forget that the source of beauty is humility. You could give me, I you always use this example, you can give me 17.5% body fat, uh, Victoria's Secret uh, model, uh, but, uh, and then, um, but if she's arrogant, I'm going to throw her ass in the dumpster. She's not beautiful to me. She's ugly to me. I don't care how fine of an ass she has. She's just ugly to me. There's something about a woman who, even if she doesn't have perfect aesthetics, 
but she has that humility about her, that is beautiful. I mean, there's plenty of pretty women out there, but not all of them are beautiful. And what's funny, though, is that INTJ women, out of all of the 16 types, end up going out of their way to ham up their aesthetic, uh, their, their female uh, prettiness, more than any of the other 16 types. But it's so rare I actually come across an actual um, uh, INTJ woman who is humble. It's extremely rare. And that's one of the reasons why INTJ women don't find fulfillment. It's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, they end up getting used and abused or pumped and dumped uh, by tons of men, like uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, Andy. Uh, that happened to her many times, especially with the stories that she would tell me about men that she had to deal with when she was living in New York, etc. And it was just a nightmare for her in that regard. And... Uh, you know, and and honestly, I maintain that's because uh, she wasn't respectful. She wasn't respectful, and she continued to hide her flaws. I mean, like I said, she lied to me about her name, her age, her vocation. I found out about it, and then I got rid of her. I got her out of my life, basically. And if she'd have been upfront with me about her flaws to begin with, and as actually honest with me about her flaws to begin with, then I would have been far more interested and there could have been like some love from my end towards her as a result. But, you know, instead she just thinks it's okay to just, you know, really put all of her effort into her aesthetics instead of like actually being humble or respectful, which is also necessary to develop beauty as, as is explained within the first episode of season four. Check that out here on this uh, YouTube channel. So fulfillment's not gonna come without queen archetype. And queen archetype is necessary. The the better of a the the higher your queen archetype is, you could say it's like level one through four. If you have queen four, then hopefully you can attract a king four, basically a king, a male king who is a you know king warrior magician lover the, of the four archetypes of the mature masculine, as is explained in season thirteen playlist, another playlist on this channel that is rarely watched, and you people should probably watch that. That's another thing too. Uh, so, but the thing is, is that INTJ women struggle beca uh, because it's like they don't really often see, uh, you know, men out there who are, you know, uh, worth, you know, pursuing, worth uh, becoming attached to, worth imprinting on, right? They just don't see very many men worth it, but that's probably because their queen archetype is lacking, honestly. You know, like I said, it doesn't matter how fine your ass is if you don't, if you're not respectful. If you're not submissive, you're not going to be as attractive to men. And yeah, there are those people out there who could be all, you know, casual sex and just make it all about your body and whatnot. Sure, there's men out there like that that don't care. The thing is, is that your golden pair, or at least gold, silver, and bronze pair and pedagogue uh, relationships, which are the absolute best sexual relationships for an INTJ woman, uh, so that would be ENTP, INTP, ESFJ, and ENFP, uh, those four types specifically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fine ass is great, but there's definitely something to be said about, you know, if you're lacking in humility or being respectful or submissive. It's just, it's just not really that attractive to us, and we'll probably move on. I mean, sorry you'll probably be abandoned. So queen archetype is extremely important. So remember, as much as you could complain about men out there not being really worthy of being attached to you, which I don't blame you for that, you also have to ask yourself, well, is my queen archetype good enough? You have to really ask yourself that. 
And then there's the mother archetype. And mother archetype is really important. Usually I talk to INTJ women and they're like, hey, yeah, I definitely want to be a mother, definitely looking at being a wife. These are some achievements that I have in my life, probably in my 30s, and I just laugh every time I hear that. But uh, the mother archetype, it's really important and it really needs to come. It really needs to come like in their, in their 20s. It, it needs to come in their 20s, which means they should already be in a relationship, in an active sexual relationship with a man in his 30s while they are 20 to 26. That is ideal. That is preferable if within that range that they're actually doing this. And besides, if if that man's like worth, if he really is King Warrior Magician Lover, if he, if he is the mature masculine, if he's worth any of his salt, then he's not going to mind her having a career. But of course, you know, she'd have a baby with him. Uh, she, he's got, he's getting queen archetype out of her. She's getting king archetype out of him. Uh, and then he's, uh, and then she's getting, uh, or he's getting mother out of her and she's getting warrior out of him, etc. Well, uh, well, mother, it's, you know, it just needs to happen sooner. So girls, especially INTJ women, need to be taught to, by their fathers, to become queens sooner than later. Like, they need to really understand queen archetype in their teenage years, not in their 20s. Because mother archetype is what the 20s are for. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, wait, that's like all women? All women need to understand that? If you got a problem with that, take it up with Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. Like, seriously. And I don't care how anti-feminist I sound right now. It's not about that. I'm just trying to be real with you folks and, like, tell you how the real world works instead of your little Disney fairy tale land that you guys live in of happily ever after. By the way, there's no such thing as soulmates, just so you know. Just so you know. So, yeah, INTJ women out there, like, be careful who you allow yourselves to attach to. Like, maybe you should. Like, be, like, really careful. Be careful, AF, please. So, it uh, there's so there's so much more to this. It's such a big question. It's probably been an hour long, but I don't care. It, it just really needs to be said because it's one of the biggest issues that I have with my golden pair uh, consistently. One of the biggest issues. Um, it's just uh, you know, like instead of being uh. You know, because oftentimes, you know, I teach women are like, well, I may as well be career focused because the men suck. And it's like, well, have you actually spent any time to do queen archetype? Did your father, was he, was he even around? Was he even there to teach you about queen archetype? Did you have a matron, a woman in your life to actually teach you about queen archetype? Because in Andy's case, she claimed that she didn't even have a father at, at all. Didn't even, didn't, at all, like not even remotely. And that was her claim. So that would be difficult, you know, because he didn't instill the need or the teaching of queen archetype in her as would have been done in like the 1920s and potentially the 1930s. But uh, it just hasn't happened because culturally the mature masculine has practically disappeared. And it's only with maybe 20% or way less than 20% of men. And it's just, it's just really sad and quite frankly, it's disgusting. It's disgusting how our culture has destroyed the mature masculine and then now women are suffering as a result. And also women are partaking in the destruction of the mature masculine. And then because the mature masculine is basically dead, the mature feminine is dying and we are looking at a society who will operate by open cuckoldry in the near future, which is also really pathetic and sad and will be the bane of our existence. So, uh, society's destruction is basically inevitable. We will lose everything we have uh, unless we change. So, like, folks, like, repent. Please repent from the bullshit because if you continue to live your lives this way, uh, yeah, you're looking at utter destruction. And I'm sorry, that's just reality. Like, wake up. So, 
So yeah, then mother archetype. So mother archetype needs to be achieved within the, you know, your 20s. Use your fertile years. And, you know, like I said, if this man in his late 30s is like worth his salt, of course he would let you focus on your career and do career-related things. Post-motherhood. You know, you have a child, maybe you have two children, whatever. You got your kids now. Great. Congratulations. Go ahead and get yourself a Paragard, Copper, IUD or whatever, and just be done with it. Okay, fair enough. And then like while you're, you know, at home taking care of your children, you're taking a bunch of classes, learning entrepreneurship, and then getting your career going off. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it takes. Those things are there. I mean, shoot, we got distance learning because of COVID. Like, like, there's so many things going on right now where most people are staying at home anyway and working from home. And our culture has changed literally overnight into a working at home culture. So why not? Like, why not do that? Besides, your man who is in his late 30s is already super healthy, very established, has his, potentially has his own business or his career is really there. And you working is completely optional, right? It's just I find that paranoid INTJ women who are in their paranoid vice because they don't trust men out there, which is the number one way, by, by not trusting, by choosing to not trust, you ain't going to get your golden pair. That's for damn sure. If you want to get your golden pair, INTJs, then you're just going to have to be willing to trust. That's just reality. Like, I, And the kind of trust where it's like absolute trust and submission where you know that your ENTP man could absolutely and totally screw you and there's nothing that you could do to stop him. But because you've given the ENTP that level of trust, they will never violate it. That's that's the best part because ISFJ subconscious is there, you know, to protect you, even from themselves, which is awesome. It's diehard loyal. It's pretty cool. Uh, so so based on that, like, you know, I, I get it. I get I get the lure of being career focused. But the thing is, is then you end up like that woman who are in her 30s can't conceive and then she's afraid her man's going to abandon her. And then she has to deal with me telling her to her face, yeah, I would tell I would tell your man to abandon you or I would tell your man to not abandon you. I mean, it depends if you're poly or monogamy. If you're monogamous, I would tell him to abandon you. If you're poly or maybe you should be open to poly, let him go have a child with a woman who's 20, 26 and still keep you around at the same time and have both. I mean, that's that's literally your options. That's that's your options, because otherwise you're looking at divorce like you really are. And it would be your own fault, straight up. My feminism, right? Isn't feminism so great for women? Isn't it so great for INTJs? No, it's not. It's horrible. It actually destroys people's lives. Great. It destroys people's lives. I'm sure y'all are really happy. I'm sure feminism has really made people so happy. You know, I'm sure it's made INTJ women so happy. No, it's not. It's stolen everything. It's so funny because... You look at STP men and NTJ men, and they're born with alpha traits, right? Or you look at SFJ, NTP men, crusaders, you know, like myself, I'm born with feminine or beta traits, basically. And I, and as I get older, I learn alpha traits. Alpha traits are learned behaviors for me. They are not innate. But for STP and NTJ men, alpha traits are innate. They are born with them. They are naturally, they naturally have them. It's their nature. It's not learned behavior. They end up learning the, the beta traits later in life, right? Beta responsibility. It's like, you know, that ESTP guy who's screwing so many girls all the time, you know, in his 20s and 30s, but he's always broke. He doesn't learn how to make money until later in his life. Whereas people like me, we can make money super good early on, 
but you know we're not in relationships you see what i'm saying it's the other way around well intj women follow a similar phenomenon and that phenomenon is they have all those masculine traits and they have to learn that being feminine is not something they have at the beginning they have to learn how to be feminine it is learned behaviors they have to learn how to be submissive and that's difficult and like I've said before, you guys got to look at Fifty Shades of Grey because this is an example of an INJ woman, you know, although she's an INFJ, so she's a little bit more feminine than an INTJ, but she still has to learn to submit to Christian Grey, who is an ENTP. She has to learn that, you know, and, and, and it's so hard for women in Western society because I get it, especially as an INTJ woman. You're paranoid, and I understand your paranoia. It's I get it. Men suck. NP men are really, really weak. They're very weak, and they're not strong until they've suffered. And NP men, they have all those beta traits, but they don't, those alpha traits are learned behaviors, and they have to actually seek it out and actually learn how to become alpha. And not all of them choose to learn to become alpha. So then you're really screwed as an INTJ woman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happens. But the reason why is because the mature masculine isn't there. And as much as the mature masculine is harming you INTJ women and not helping you reach queen, the mature masculine is not there to help men reach their alpha traits and go on the path of king, warrior, magician, lover. It sucks. It really sucks. You know? So you might want to take a look at that. Like, seriously, take a look at that. So, anyway, that was a lot. That was a lot to say things but here's the thing like it takes two to tango of course you know how can an INTJ woman find uh, uh, find fulfillment from relationships instead of being career focused literally it's as like I said it's a process focus everything you can on queen archetype make that your focus not your career queen archetype queen archetype queen archetype start as early as 14 years old or start you know like seriously begin the process like as soon as you have your period Basically, as a little girl or as a girl, as a teenager, as a tween, start focusing on becoming queen archetype. Learn what it means to be submissive. Learn what it means to be respectful. Learn what respectable men look like so that you can define them. Okay? And what those respectable men actually are. How old are they? How do they conduct themselves? And you can't go to other men and ask this. You have to ask women for this information. Just as much as, like, I tell men never ask a woman for advice on women. Only ask men for advice on women. It's the same thing for women. Go to other women. Find a matron archetype and ask them that question. It's really simple. Find, find these people, okay? So then beyond that, uh, you know, go for queen to archetype. Make that your career, basically. And then eventually the king the the man in his 30s will come along and he'll sweep you up off your feet or more accurately you'll become attached to him and then you'll sweep him off his feet basically but then he'll return the fear by sweeping you even further etc he'll be like that entp guy that comes up to you and be like hey i'm going to be down i'm going to be at this location at this time doing this thing do you want to come with me that's basically his version of asking him out you know Instead of being you, just going up to him and being like, you should give me uh, your number. But you've learned how to be submissive and respectful at that point. So technically, the onus would be on the ENTP, mature, masculine, alpha male, to actually do that for you in response. Which he would be because he's in his 30s, etc. And you're in your 20s. And you have positioned yourself for greatness. You are queen, basically. And he will make you his queen. He will choose you. It's not that hard. You've gone out of your way. You know? And... Uh, 
you've made sure not to indulge in life you're not you're not above 22% body fat for example uh, you know you've uh, you're not wearing super amounts of makeup uh, you're submissive you're respectful you're you're very humble you you uh, you are willing to expose your flaws to him instead of being perfect and arrogant and conceited and try to hide your flaws because no no alpha male ENTP man is going to be down for that like at all so yeah don't do that don't do that and then you'll meet this man and then you'll be able to have fulfillment in being his queen and then eventually you'll become a mother and then you'll have fulfillment being the mother of his children right because this man is worth it and you and you want to be attached to him and you're okay with being attached to him right and then your career is no longer your primary focus like it should be for a man it's a secondary focus your primary focus is queen and then eventually mother but you always retain queen forever. Queen is the most important thing. It's like your failback. It's your go-to. Just like king is your failback or the go-to for men. You never let go of queen. Never. An example of a woman letting go of queen when she reaches mother is that she, oh, she had a baby and she still has her baby weight on her 20 years later. And she's a land monster. That is an example of, a, you know, someone reaching mother archetype and not maintaining queen. And it's so funny because, you know, that would never be okay for a man to do that. Like, do you really think like, you know, a man who becomes warrior or whatever, but then shirks all of his responsibilities and he starts consuming more than he produces? Do you think any woman would be okay with that? No, it wouldn't. So likewise, also no man would be okay with their woman letting go of queen archetype. No, no way for the mature feminine. No way, right? So queen needs to stay a queen. So queen ultimately becomes the most important of the four archetypes, just like king is the most important of the four archetypes in men, right? That's that's a fact. That is reality. You have to do this. I'm, I'm sorry. This is it's the only way. If you actually want to find fulfillment from relationships, this is the way. Okay. Like seriously, I'm going all Mandalorian here. This is the way. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I mean, you could believe the lie and be career focused, and then you can end up with a beta male your age because you're career focused, and then you won't respect him, and then you'll just be miserable for like all of your youth, and you'll spend all of your youth on that, and then you won't even be able to conceive, and then you won't have those achievements of wife and mother as an INTJ, and you'll literally wake up 38 to 40 years old with literally nothing, absolutely miserable, and you will be miserable for the rest of your life. If you don't want that, then I suggest you do it my way, you know, the right way. But, I mean, hey, it just requires, you know, humility. Something extremely rare within this Western society feminist environment. Extremely rare. In as much as it is rare for, you know, a man to be a man instead of, you know, a man child so yeah that's how INTJ women can find fulfillment from relationships instead of being career focused if you want a guaranteed answer for your question consult with the wizard yours truly at csjoseph.life forward slash wizard and uh, post your uh, coaching question and get my video response remember guys it's like public and private this is a public answer usually they're only 10 to 15 minute responses but I really wanted to put in a lot more time with this question because I've been dealing with it a lot in my coaching practice and I because when I start dealing with like the same thing over and over and over again I just got to create content about it because I'm starting to see that it's like super important for this community so I got to get this kind of content out there 
so that uh, you guys have it and you guys get it handled, etc. So, uh, so yeah, just just keep that in mind, guys. Um, and uh, but yeah, I do private responses too. I'm actually about to film a private response for the wizard as well. So this is a public response because uh, uh, Nive K actually, you know, won this as part of the giveaway. And remember, guys, csjoseph.life/giveaway to get in on that. So, anywho, with all that being said, I'll see you guys tonight.